There's one mystery I'm asked about more than any other, spontaneous human combustion. Fires, of course, are all too common, but occasionally brigades like this one near my home in Colombo are called out to deal with cases which baffle even the experts. Jordan, what are you doing? Uh, this world has become so corrupt. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it, or looking at it, and I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's, let's, not, get, let's not get into blood and guts, because cause that's what you're trying to get into. Come on, fumble butt. Bam, motherfucker! It'll be a miracle if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. I don't know if I'm mentally able to be doing hallucinogens. They're fun. I think you could. <sighs> See, with that point, I was going to say, I don't know if any of us should be doing that. You know how unstable my mind is, Adam? I don't know if we should ever be doing fucking mushrooms <laughs> They're ever. good for that. I think it makes it worse. No, certainly not. You they give it to the mentally ill. Do they? There actually oh, have been okay. studies that, like, psilocybin and other hallucinogens, even ketamine, has been used and successful in treating, like, depression and shit. I seen, um, they're giving Molly to, uh, PTSD victims. Yeah, they should. And apparently yeah, to that, calm them it down makes or whatever. Happy. They used to. So they should again. Well, I mean, Molly was originally an antidepressant, right? Mm. I mean, technically it is, but mm. I think the adverse effects after coming down is what they worry about, I assume. Your serotonin depletion? Well, you can only do Molly. I think there's something called a three-month rule. Okay. Where you can only do it once every three months or else it'll turn your <laughs> brain into mush, but... Just what, do it right. We should be like serotonin. What's that? We yeah. our bodies don't naturally produce the correct amount yeah, no of it. Shit, I need Zoloft to <laughs> kick balance it into us gear. out. It's unbelievable. All I want for Christmas is a bunch of serotonin. Yeah, just inject it right into my spine. I I would like to know what it feels like to be happy again. <laughs> I Go to the doctor. Yeah, we were just saying that. That's I don't what, have that's health what you insurance. That's what you should do for your Christmas. They ain't going to pay for it anyway, so what's the difference? You remember that? they? I mean, yeah, you're going to have to pay out of the pocket either way, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, my butt is still puckered trying to pay that. <laughs> in God, fact. You got to love the American health system, right? Dude, it's great. We have the best health care in the world. Hmm. According to, like... Who? A lot of people. I don't know who a lot of people are. But According to a lot enough of... people to make Donald Trump our president. <laughs> According to a lot of people monthly, Jordan's mm. favorite newspaper. The, News uh, Weekly. It is. Yeah, it is. I keep seeing the meme of, uh, what's the newspaper that released the job in A. Ramsey solved case thing? I keep seeing that everywhere. Maybe oh, it's the like National US... Enquirer? Yeah. Uh, or like one of them US are... Weekly or yeah, some US bullshit Weekly. like that. They're a trusted news source, right? Certainly. Is Newsweek is that is that a trusted news source? I don't know. I think so, but I don't know. I almost I think it's a tabloid, have but no idea. I, I don't know. And with all that tabloid speculation out of the way, let's get into another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast. Ooh. Back after a week hiatus, right? We had no between the bumbles. No. Yep. So welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. 
Who knows what it'll be about? Cody's been dropping hints this week on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. A single hint, but yes. He, he's been dropping a hot hint on Instagram. <laughs> hints, hot. hints mean plural, I think. A real hot hints. Let's not let's not argue vernacular here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Uh, my name is Adam. Across from me and to my left, his right, is Jordan. Squirm. There he is. Did you enjoy your Faust Miss uh, Feast with the family? I did. It was a wonderful time. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah. tell your family about it? That you, not you, but you discovered someone uh, like Santa that they should be celebrating? Uh, I haven't yet. I figured I'd let them have one more year of their, you know, noob shit. Yeah. Mm. And then I'll did be you, like, listen, here's the real hero of the day. Did you find your pickle? Who won the pickle? Who won pickle? Uh, there was no pickle this year. No well, hide the you pickle. Cl- no, you claimed there was a pickle. In your family. Now, who got the fucking pickle? Who got the no, family we didn't pickle. do it this year. Dude, we are just dialing back Christmas. What, is, what does Merry Crisis mean? I seen that on your story. What is Merry Crisis? Does that mean I you're not know. enjoying your I family time? I literally just saw it on the internet, and I was like, <laughs> it's like Christmas, but it's not. <laughs> I must have missed all these. Always on his story, yeah, you know. I'm guessing Adam was uh, far too busy with his own family events and being surrounded by loved ones. Yeah. How was that for you, Adam? It was rough. It's that good. Huh? It was rough. No, uh, it was fine. It was great. We <laughs> went to Granny's on New Year's Eve, partied it up. You mean Christmas Eve? Yep, Christmas Eve. <laughs> then we went to my mother's house on Christmas Day for brisket, and that was, mm. and that's just how we do. How did he know where where your whereabouts were over the Christmas? I think it's a safe bet. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is. I think it's okay. what we call a... Uh, I definitely don't stalk Adam. <laughs> I think it's what we call a a normal thing. Okay. When you're All with right. your family on Christmas. Yeah, but how did he know you were at your grandma's on Christmas Eve? I never said he was at his grandma's. I think you corrected him. No, I corrected. No. He said New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Yeah, that's a little different than Fucking Christmas Iowans. Eve. That's the one coming up. I that's on the brain because I am going to be sober cabbing Vance and Chase to Ooh, their New Year's party. That's nice of you. So that'll be all right. So we're what are they doing? Just normal party or what? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Mm. I'll find out more. Are you just going to be sitting in state. the car for hours on end while Probably. they're in there partying? <laughs> I'm going to be like Jason Statham and the driver. <laughs> or what's it called? The transporter. Uh, transporter, yeah. right, right. That movie is so stupid. No, it's fun. It's fun, it's yeah, fun it's but it's very, stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. the part where he... I, think I mean, he's not like, going to win any Academy Awards, but it's not bad. I love the part where he just like drives home, he switches the plates... And then the inspector's just, like, wandering around his got garage, you know, not yeah. suspecting anything yeah. at all. But it's no big deal here. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I'm not talking about the one with Dario Naharis, either. I don't know who that is. The the guy from Game of Thrones, one of the generals. The one that fucks Daenerys eventually. Oh, and then she leaves yeah. him behind. Oh, okay. He plays the new transporter. Really? But I'm, yeah, that's why he left Game of Thrones. I was always confused why they that, switched. That seems his... like a downgrade. Oh, yeah. Do you know why Why did they switch that guy's character? Because he left to go to game, uh, Transporter. So you're talking about the original one, the ugly one, not the yeah. heartthrob one. What? The it, new one's the heartthrob? He looks like a I think skinny, so. weaselly git. Are we talking about the guy who runs the second son? Yeah. 
I think the second one's more attractive than the first one. I like the first one. He looked like he was made out of, like, plastic or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I think he had, like, a Michael Strahan gap tooth or something. Yeah, he had, like, cr- horse crooked teeth. I will say yeah. he's a little smugger than the second yeah. actor. But, yeah, uh, that's why I liked him. He was very confident. He exuded that easy confidence. I feel like That's he why sh- he got to rail Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like he sh- he should have hung on to that role versus the Transporter 7 or whatever the yeah. fuck he was in. Because- We've already established that point. Yeah. Okay. We're, right. we're past it. <laughs> Alright, so this week what we're gonna do is hand over the story reins back to Cody. Oh. Well, you haven't even introduced him yet. They know Shit. who I am. They I can't care. believe I didn't do that. That's fine. It's like 40 weeks I've been doing this and I didn't even do it. I know. You're just like my mother. Anyway. Sitting across from me is Cody. Cody, how was Faustmas? Um, it was good. I he endured Christmas music for like six hours and I no. thought about either ending the music box's life or my own. Yeah. So uh What'd you say? I don't on? like Christmas music. Uh neither. I left oh. I let them both live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fool. I decided to torture myself instead. That's terrible. No, so you're a bit of a sadist. Just a little bit. I think we I, all are. Am I the only one who hates Christmas music? Yeah, I just, yeah you're probably. the only one. Okay. I fucking love Christmas no, music. No, I fucking hate it. I okay. really thought Jordan would so be. So Jordan's only the only yeah. weird one. You yes. were being sarcastic. He of was course. being serious. Yes, he's oh, being yeah, genuine. No. <laughs> Dude, like, I was singing along with every Christmas oh, song that came Every on. Dean Martin fucking Christmas Dude, special song. You're just jamming away. I don't away. care how much shit people, like, give her for it. Mariah Carey. Kill yourself. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, I love that shit so much. I hate you. The best version of Last Christmas is Taylor Swift's. I didn't even know she had one. Yeah, I didn't she know does. she had one. I had to listen to ACDC's Christmas song. Uh, Rick was all about that. Was and, it Hell's Bells? Uh, I can't remember what it was. It's like all I want for Christmas is a hoe or something like that, mm. or is a no. All I want for Christmas is a side chick or some shit like that. Sure, old Angus. for Christmas. <laughs> you don't like ACDC, Jordan? Is that what I'm getting uh, on? To this? Yeah, pretty much. You're an asshole. They were great in when I was in seventh grade. His name's fucking Angus, for Christ's sakes. Come on. And yeah, see, I, heavier stuff. I am in the exact same boat as Adam. What? ACDC was great in seventh grade, but then, yeah, yeah I discovered... Do you remember Big Balls? I discovered... Do you, you remember oh, Big Balls? First off, I love that song still. That yeah. one is good. It's awesome. I, yeah. I listen to that. I remember I had my little... I love it because I can't relate. My little uh, six-inch portable portable CD player, and I'd hook it up to a single speaker and play ACDC awesome. on it. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Kids just don't get it. Get that awesome left channel audio. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> it was awesome. Can't hear the guitars, but... Yeah. Hit a bump, guess what? You got a 30-second break. <laughs> no, I used to listen to that on there, and then I'd play, like, Super Nintendo, like, Super Mario yep. RPG or something, so... That's the way you, to couldn't, be. you couldn't do both at the same time, like, on a device, device like you can now. No. You, had to, you had to do that sort of stupid shit, so... You can't have yeah. a laptop running Netflix, a phone running no. music, and no. then your TV running a game no. like you can now. Just like last night, I was playing Dark Souls, and I was watching the uh, bowl game or some shit like that, so... Yep. It's, it's great to be able to multitask, finally. It is. It's it, glorious. Anyway, fellas, should we get into this? Yeah, I'm I ready. we probably should. <laughs> We've been uh, bullshitting for a hot uh, minute here. It's fine. Hey. They love it. They love it. And if they don't... I don't care. (laughs) Here are just a few real newspaper headlines regarding our upcoming subject. Kissing couple bursts into flames. 
Preacher explodes into flames in the pulpit. <laughs> Demons burning my hubby to a crisp. <laughs> Teased fatty explodes in flames. Man eating chili bursts into flames and dies. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like where this is going already. I, I feel like the teased fatty might have been a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this particular subject has even inspired songs such as Pardon Me by Incubus, This Girl is on Fire by Alicia Keys, mm-hmm. and Hot in Here by Nelly. <laughs> I don't think uh, any of that's true. First okay, off, you, <laughs> you said it wrong. It's Hot in Her. Her. Oh, it's her. Yeah. I just want, because when I spelled it on here, H-E-R-R-E, I was like, "Is did they misspell the label on the song? Like, no, that's how Nelly wanted it. No, uh, I don't think Alicia Keys or Nelly is, but Pardon Me by Incubus, that is about. That definitely is. Yeah, that, that is, is about spontaneous human combustion. Oh, how? Oh, before we get started, Jordan, could you light that candle for me? Absolutely. Because this is for science. This is strictly for science in the episode. I hope it's a trick and it blows no, up and kills us all. <laughs> well, it won't knows. kill me or Adam. It'll probably kill you. Now just set that by you. Just set it right by you the whole time, Jordan. Yeah. Just keep it away from me, whatever you do. Just right there. Leave it there. Now, we're going to go through the episode, and then you're going to see why we had you in particular light this candle, okay? okay. All right. All right. So our resources today is... Spontaneous Human Combustion by Jenny Randalls and Peter Hugh. I think it's Hugh. Sure. Um, I was kind of thinking about this. If you're an author, you're spending a year or two writing a book, maybe you want to come up with a better title than just Spontaneous Human Combustion. Yeah, I was going to say, they really left a lot to be desired on <laughs> yeah. the originality. <laughs> it's very scientific. <laughs> anyway, Spontaneous Human Combustion, or SHC, as I will be referring to it as, because saying spontaneous human combustion over over and over will get redundant. Mm. SCH is a phenomenon that has puzzled people for centuries. <laughs> you already <laughs> fucked it up. I know. I Damn it. SHC is a phenomenon that has puzzled people for centuries, like the incident that occurred to Countess Cornelia Bandai in Italy in the year 1613. Oh, we're in my kind of time period. All right. Let's go. The Countess was a 62-year-old woman who was enjoying her dinner until she w- began to feel a bit dull and heavy, so she retired. Like me. <laughs> Do you feel that a lot? Uh, that's every day of my <laughs> life. <laughs> so she retired to her chambers with her maid. Cornelia and the maid ended up talking for roughly three hours or so before the Countess finally fell asleep. When Cornelia did not exit her room the following morning, the maid entered her room to investigate. She opened the curtains to let light in and discovered a ghastly sight. Four feet distance from the bed, there was a heap of ashes. Two legs untouched from the foot to the knee with their stockings on. Between them was the lady's head, whose brains, half of the back, part of the skull, and the whole chin were burnt to ashes. Among which was found three fingers blackened. All of the rest of the ashes, which had this peculiar quality. They left in the hand when taking up a greasy and stinking moisture. Hmm. The small oil lamp on the floor was empty of oil, and the candles in the room were still upright with the cotton attached. Mm. The room itself was completely covered in soot. Mm. If we are to believe this story is accurate, how could this woman essentially be reduced to an ashtray with legs without any logical place for the fire to start? Now, I hate to break in here. Uh Uh-oh. But that maid definitely lit this bitch on fire. (laughs) 
But she wasn't there. Yes, she was there until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> they were just up gossiping about Britney or something, and yeah. then she took off. They were off. gossiping about marinara recipes. <laughs> or that maid slit the poor woman's throat and then lit a piece of curtain on fire. Well, it's, we're going to find it's out. It's from 400 years ago, so we kind of have to take her word. <laughs> I won't. I won't do it. Essentially, SHC is believed to occur when a human being bursts into flames without any apparent source for the fire to have originated from. It's generally believed the flames start from within a human's body, mainly the abdomen area, releasing flames so volatile and intense it reduces the skin, organs, muscles, and bones down to nothing more than a pile of ash, sometimes with the feet, hands, or legs still intact and unburnt. So you're saying... Like, the torso just explodes, basically. That's where the fire starts, and then you kind of just, like, burn into pieces, I guess. That's kind of cool, though. It, oh, yeah. It's, if uh, any of our murder porn fans, you're going to really like this episode. It's very graphic. This kind of, so. this kind of like, if they have you were... Heard, okay, have you guys heard of this before? This kind of cool, oh, like, yeah. they were about to become a dragon or something, <laughs> and then it was just too intense it's for too them. It's too hot. Yeah. No, I remember when I was a kid, I saw, like a PBS show about this oh. and it terrified me for like probably seven years. I dude, was like, Oh my God, what if I spontaneously combust? Dude, it's funny. He brings that up because when I was a little kid, I had a lot of irrational fears and this was one of them that I was just going to fucking burst into flames one day. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of scary actually, wow. you know, the, I heard about that young and I was like, that's bullshit. That doesn't oh, happen. So apparently you're the only rational thinker among no, us. No, I'm not saying I'm a rational thinker. <laughs> I'm a fucking Looney Tune. But what I am saying is spontaneous combustion is fucking Looney Tunes. See, but I will say now the the joke is on younger me. I want to spontaneously combust. Oh, yeah. there it is. There we there go. It it, I got to throw at least one in every episode. All right. Even more important, upon further investigation of the area that SHC has occurred in, generally, there will be no obvious source from which the fire had started. There will not be any signs of an accelerant used, such as gas, lighter fluid, or other such items. Finally, the room will show little or no damage on items within the proximity of the fire, which is odd because of the extreme amount of heat needed to incinerate a human body. Sure. There is also preternatural combustion, which hypothesizes that a human body can mm, be... If I may, <laughs> it, it is pronounced preternatural. Is it preternatural? Dude, you sound like that fucking nerd-ass narc kid from I think that's the what he was going Polar for. Polar Express. Oh, I wasn't going for Polar Express narc kid, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, which hypothesizes that a human body can become highly combustible and susceptible to flames... Basically, the difference between SHC is internal and PC is external. Does that make sense, everybody? Perfectly. Yes. Okay. Burning a body without any device such as a cremator or furnace is extremely difficult. The body consists mostly of water that is tucked away in cells all over your body that will still burn but require a significant amount of energy to fully break down. Mm. Not only that... But you need a constant accelerant and high heat for multiple hours to keep it burning. Speaking of bodies burning, <laughs> in uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two today, uh -oh. what I found out was—oh, did you know? Did you finally stumble upon that? 
where like the ground burns and the body burns and shit? Yeah. Well, I was at somebody's camp. Like I rode up to somebody's camp. They were playing poker. I was like, cool. I'll get in on this. So and they were like, get the fuck out of here. And then they drew down on me. So I wasted them, picked up their bodies and after looting them. I was like, I wonder what will happen if I drop them on the fire. Guess what? They burn. They see, turn into charred See, when I, when I discovered that, I was, you know how they have like little, like O'Driscoll camps or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was assaulting their camp and accidentally shot like the little lamp, started the whole camp on fire, burned all their bodies, like yeah. the grass and everything burned. Yeah. You can't loot them once they burn. Wow. Saw them platinum belt buckles for $3, just gone with the wind. Those are very important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really hate how much I have to go back across every battlefield. We were complaining about when you're doing a mission and you, you there's like 50 dead bodies yep. there. And you want to loot them all, and the yeah. guy's like, "Come on, come the, on, Arthur, let's get, get the out of fuck here." Up here, Arthur. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, hold on, I need." <laughs> I this. gotta loot this shit, dude. I need this watch. You know what's also funny when you like, say you you hog tie somebody. It's not a crime until you loot their body. Yep. Then all of a sudden, it's like robbery, yep. robbery. Yep. Then the law's after you. Anyway. <sighs> Human fat does eventually liquefy and turn into an accelerant, but generally is not enough of a sustained heat to turn people's body into ashes. This is a quote from a fire brigade member named Tony McMunn. In normal fire facilities, the flames rip the top layers of skin from the body, but do not penetrate. Sometimes flames wave over the body, and even clothing survives. You could see bones. Did it make it the outline of a body? What happens to bodies? It a fire as it chars the surface. But the flames don't actually penetrate. Thank you, Michael Caine. <laughs> it is also believed most victims of SHC are female over male because girls generally have more body fat than boys do. That's sexist. Yeah, I was just well, gonna I'm say, sorry if I wasn't taking a swig of hams. I'm sorry, it's not it's nothing against women, it's just the facts. No, that's sexist. Also, the elderly seem to be the most affected by human combustion for some reason. Which makes this phenomenon particularly unusual is how does someone's body turn into nothing more than a pile of ash in their house or apartment, all while not damaging the room, and somehow turning the bones into ash, which takes immense heat and time. We are going to go through the entire cremation process just to give you an idea of how difficult this process actually is. Hey, remember last week when I went through the Christmas process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember how nice Same that thing. was, boys? Same thing. That was nice and easy, not like... <laughs> Look where we are now. Disgusting. I know our fans are like, should I become a cremator? Eh, well, now you will be. Yeah, now you're going to find out what the <laughs> glories of the job entail. According to Peter Thornley, a senior cremator at Overdale Crematorium in Bolton, Lancashire... They will generally load the cadaver within the cremator, which is a gas-fueled furnace. The temperature is generally between 600 to 950 degrees Celsius or 1,112 <laughs> degrees to 1,742 degrees freedom Real units temperatures. <laughs> for about an hour and a half. Gee. 
This is enough heat and time to destroy the coffin, skin, muscles, sinew, and internal organs. First off, why do they have to put the coffin in there? Just put the body in. <laughs> I'm assuming it's easier to load the coffin versus just throwing a body sure. in there. Sure. <laughs> Listen, you have a big enough opening and a How few many people, you just... <laughs> How many bodies have you been lugging around, Jordan? Don't worry about it. Just get a giant pizza paddle. And just, just get a Slide fork. them in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like a brick oven pizza. <laughs> Brick oven body burning <laughs> service here. We got a Neapolitan style <laughs> cremation. When the gas is switched off and the door is open, where it remains with the ash is a recognizable skeleton. Peter explains What the heat does do is makes the bones brittle. Once cooled, the bones are raked from the cremator, and this action breaks them into smaller pieces. But what you can see we are left with is bones, not powder and ash. (laughs) The larger bones, such as pelvis, thigh bones, and skull, are the hardest to break down. I have a a London cremator right here. (laughs) Not powder and ash. (laughs) Powder and ash. Powder and ash. Powder and ash. Good evening, did he Mr. have did he have a Middle Eastern accent within that? I didn't hear it. Oh, it's fucking good. probably. We know how I roll. Of course, he I did. spent way too much time in the Middle mocking East, mocking, <laughs> mocking the buyers at the. Uh, oh yeah, you, don't, you haven't even worked there for like three years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that, that's gonna years. stick with me. I've been traumatized. Hey, speaking of wherever we work. Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, speaking with another person that we know that works there that listens to us. Uh-oh. And you know who that is. There's a couple of them. It's Yeesh. Okay. It's my boy. Yeah, he's rad. He texted me yesterday to go shooting at the gun range, right? Really? But my phone sent him right to the spam zone where the bill collectors go. <laughs> So I felt bad Tell about that. Tell how you really feel. <laughs> I, I, well, I did. I texted him. I said, shit, dude. You went to the spam zone. <laughs> I felt bad about it. Yeah, that's a so little fucked up. I'm just I'm just yeah. trying to clear the air with my boy Yeesh here. Adam, you know what we call that? Being a bad friend. I, I didn't have his number. I don't know how he got my number, but I appreciate whoever gave it to him because that man deserves my number. You guys ready to hear something really metal? Yes. Yes. After the remaining bones are collected and placed into what they call a cremulator, which is essentially a heavy-duty spin dryer loaded with eight heavy iron balls that smash and grind them into powder. Hell yes. Isn't that fucking awesome? I love it. (laughs) This kind of gives you an idea that if you were to catch on fire... You do not just simply turn into a human incense stick. It's just simply not that easy. Sure. With that out of the way, let's hear the story of Grace Pet. The date is April 9th, 1744. Grace was a 60-year-old pipe-smoking wife of an Ipswich fisherman. She was known for getting up in the middle of the night to head downstairs to smoke her pipe. Grace shared the bed with her daughter, and the night in question, her daughter did not notice her mother leaving the bed. Hmm. Mommy didn't go down to smoke a pipe this night. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, sharing a bed with your... I don't know, it's kind of creepy nowadays, obviously, but this is like 300 years ago. I would have totally, like, kicked my mom in the fucking face. (laughs) Isn't that one of the rumors about old Honest Abe? 
They thought he was a homosexual because he uh, shared a bed with a man, but that was like super common. I kind of like him more if he was. I think he was bisexual. I doubt it at all. He's bisexual. I think he really liked Mary, <laughs> to be honest. I know he shared a toothbrush with like the whole floor of his dorm in his college. I think that was a real thing. Sometimes you gotta swap gum. Tooth, teeth brush or toothbrush were expensive. Ugh. When she woke the following morning, she headed downstairs. She noticed her mother lying on her right side, head near the grate, body extended across the fireplace, and legs on the wooden floor. She described her body as looking like a baked wooden log, (laughs) completely incinerated with lumps of white ash scattered about. Weird thing was, there was no fire at all in the fireplace, and a nearby candle had been completely burnt down to nothing. There were clothing and paper sheets nearby that were not touched by the fire at all. Mm. Grace's body was still burning a little, so her daughter had thrown water upon her, causing the entire room to fill with a foul odor. Fuck. Hey, that's that's what's going to save your mom right there. Be like, oh, 90% of your body's gone, but splash of water, you're good. (laughs) Well, you might as well well stop what you can. Grace's death was ruled to be caused from, quote, a quantity of spirituous liquor that has saturated her body and made her extremely flammable. Damn. Alcohol was believed to make someone extra susceptible <laughs> to SHC because you are essentially turning your body into a human Molotov cocktail. Or if you are a Christian evangelist during this time, you are consuming the demon alcohol, which gave you a one-way ticket straight to hell. So, so how have I not spontaneously combusted? That's why this candle's by you, because if you burst into flames, we're going to know on air. Oh, no. See? You got to play the it. long game sometimes. That's beautiful. Good job, Cody. Yes. So actually, the funny thing about this was uh, Victorian England, one of our favorite time periods, Mm. they used to kind of, because there's a lot of drunkards around the time period, and they used to threaten and be like, hey, you quit drinking, you're going to burst into flames, you know? Sure. Even Charles Dickens wrote a series, they're like little stories from a book called The Bleak House Book. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's basically no, a book about alcohol and spontaneous combustion. So okay, it's kind of cool. Holy but shit! Charles Dickens was a fucking lush. I don't know. He used to talk about drunk starting on fire. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Hey, more power to him. Write about what you know. Now we got some opposition here. Now, if you ask a local farmer named Mister Garnham, it was because Grace was a witch. Oh no shit! Sense. Makes sense. <laughs> He told a local newspaper she had put a curse on his herd of sheep. (laughs) Mr. Garnham had to then contact a white magician named Mr. Winter. (laughs) The magician informed him the only way to break the curse was to burn one of his own sheep. Mm. Now, Mr. Garnham, being a sensible man, thought this was utter nonsense. But his wife felt differently. Certainly. She took one of his sheep and attempted to burn it alive. Instead, it ended up burning the restraints, freeing the animal. They then speared it with a pitchfork (laughs) and finished burning it post-mortem. Well, they kind of fucked up the entire ritual, didn't they? Hey, we're going to set this thing on fire with cloth, I guess? Why not put chains around it? God. The Garnhams claim they did this on the exact night Grace met her own fiery demise. 
clearly showing this broker magical spells and curses. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm Talk gonna, your way out of that one, Jordan. Wow. I'm going to say they just went ahead and set Grace on fire. <laughs> they put a sheep costume on her. <laughs> they could have. For clarification, it was later found that Grace was, in fact, not an alcoholic, nor was drinking that night, but they did confirm her bones were so calcined, she had to be shoveled into a coffin. Jesus. A Mr. Baron J. Von Liebig. My boy. Liebig. Liebig, in 1851, was curious about the cases of preternatural combustion and to see if, in fact, the drunkards were more likely to be set ablaze. <laughs> Did he just grab a bunch of dudes who were all, like, torn <laughs> up at the bar? He grabbed and a bunch like, of Jordans and started lighting them on fire. And yeah, just, like, held a lighter up to us. <laughs> He injected several rats with alcohol over a period of time before finally setting them on fire. He found that, in fact, alcohol does not retain its flammability within your body. No wow. shit. <laughs> it took until 1851 to yeah. figure that fuck out, yeah. huh? Not to mention, if you burn alcohol, it burns real rapidly. It doesn't, like, yeah. sustain its burn, too, so... One of the most notorious cases in regards to SHC is the story of Mary Reeser... Or the super metal name of the Cinder Lady. The <laughs> Cinder Lady. It's fucking awesome. Cinder used to be one of my favorite characters. The killer in, Instinct. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of yeah. when I heard that name. <laughs> Cinder. <laughs> Mary Hardy Reeser was a recent widow who had moved from her longtime home of Columbia, Pennsylvania to St. Saint- Petersburg, Florida to be with her son. Mary was 67 years old and could be described as having a plump body type, yeah. weighing roughly 170 pounds. Mary had a fairly re- <laughs> Mary had a fairly redundant life, waking up around 6 or 7 a.m. to enjoy breakfast until her son arrived around 10 p.m. for coffee. 10 a.m. Right. Yes, 10 a.m., sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a very long breakfast I mean, <laughs> that Mary is having there. Well, she is plump. And a very sad... <laughs> Later, she would do her son's banking for some reason. Uh, it literally said that. She does his banking every day. I'm, okay, that's whatever. Awesome. Until around 4 p.m., she would head to his house for dinner, and then she would return home at around 8 p.m., hmm. Her son was Dr. Richard Reeser, who knew his mother was not happy with her current living situation. She severely regretted moving to Florida and giving up her wonderful home in Columbia. Mm. She was desperately trying to move back home, but couldn't find an apartment, which they believed caused her to become severely depressed. The day was July 1st, 1951. Mary was at her son's home and had agreed to babysit her granddaughter so her son and his wife could head to the beach. They were only gone for roughly an hour, and when they entered the home, his mother was crying. She begged him to drive her home, and while he agreed, he claimed he needed to shower first. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're at the beach. You're all nasty. Yeah, from... just drive your mom home. You got home, sand up in cracks and crevices get... that yeah. you don't want it in. Check for leeches and urchins <laughs> where they shouldn't be. I don't be. think there's leeches in the ocean, is there? I have no idea, but I certainly <laughs> will check anyway. <laughs> Upon exiting the shower, his mother had decided to just leave and walk herself home. Richard's wife headed out to find her, but Mary had already reached her apartment before they found her. Mm. Around 8 p.m., Richard had stopped by to check on his mother. 
Mary was sitting on her easy chair in her nightie, smoking a cigarette, and had just popped two sleeping pills. After talking for a while, Richard was about ready to leave and took note his mother had popped two more sleeping pills just before he had left. The landlady named Mrs. Pansy Carpenter. I swear to God, that's her name. Mrs. Pansy I swear to God, that's her name. Pansy. I triple checked it. It's Pansy. Anyway, she would be the last person to ever speak to Mary. Pansy later stated around 8.50 p.m. she had informed Mary she was going to get some ice cream from the local store. Mm. Why would you tell your tenant that? Hold on. You're going to find out. When Pansy returned, she noted the lights and radio were off in Mary's apartment. So she didn't bother offering her any ice cream. Dickhead oh, Jordan. She was getting Dickhead. her some for She was nightcap. trying to be a nice person. She's yes. getting her a nice... I mean, whose landlord would do something like this? You will not find a landlord who will get you fucking no. ice cream. No. It's just not going to happen. No. No offense to you, uh, Amanda, who is my <laughs> landlady, but she wouldn't do you're, shit for me. You're Did like, you just assume her gender? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My land person. Thank you. You're just like one person amongst, what, hundreds of attendants yeah. in there, so she don't care about you. No. The following morning around 5 a.m., Pansy remembered hearing a large thud similar to a door closing. When she went to investigate, she thought she smelled something burning described as that of an electric metallic uh, smell. You know what I'm talking about? Like burning yeah. wires, kind mm-hmm. of. Yep. Pansy didn't think too much of it and just went back to bed. Around 8 <laughs> <laughs> around eight a.m., a telegram from Western Union had arrived for Mary. She decided to deliver the message herself. When she approached Mary's screen door, it was unlocked and hot to the touch. She told the telegram mm. boy to go get help. Go telegram for help, boy. <laughs> He found two men working nearby, and the two two men who were painting across the street came over to help. They entered the apartment, took a look around, backed up, and informed Pansy she ought to call the fire department, which she did. What a huge waste of time, right? Can you tell just call boy? Go get, go get two guys <laughs> and two painters it's and the come investigate, and then call the fire department. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think they assume maybe the fire department was all drunk and they didn't want to call them anyway or something? It's the 50s, so we don't know. The fire department took note that it was hot inside, but not extremely hot. It was completely filled with smoke, and the only fire that remained was on the joist on the ceiling that was easily extinguished. Mm. The fire. Just a quick little. <laughs> all right, we're good. Yeah. Later. Let's get out of here. See ya. The fire chief opened the window, allowing the smoke to dissipate, and soon noticed a foot sticking out of a pile of ashes. This excerpt is taken directly from a special police report. The entire apartment was blackened by smoke. Drapes in the dining area were blackened around the top, but were not scorched. Screen window in the dining area was clogged with soot. Folding doors between the dining area and the kitchen were also blackened, but not scorched. Faceplates on the light switches in the apartment were not damaged at all. Folding doors from the living area to the dressing room were scorched around the top. The heater in the living room appeared in good shape and was turned off. The kitchen equipment, which were all Frigidaire, good brand, very good brand, consisting of a refrigerator, Three burner stove and tabletop water heater are in good shape and show no sign of electrical short. Not present in the house, but which was reported as having been present at the time of the fire, was an overstuffed easy chair, end table, and lamp. The chair was destroyed by the fire, 
with the exception of the springs. More or less, what this is getting at is that the chair and table and lamp were pretty much the only things damaged. Sure. Mary was so incinerated, the only thing that remained were a few feet, were a few... <laughs> oh my god, she <laughs> Sorry. has that. Dude, how <laughs> many feet did this woman <laughs> she have? She like six feet, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a few teeth, a quote, shrunken skull, which actually wasn't as shrunken, it was just shards of skull everywhere <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> a charred liver attached to a piece of backbone. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a large bone, which appeared to be a hip bone. Hip bones connected to the... <laughs> A left foot wearing a black satin slipper. They also noted a greasy substance on the carpet that turned out to be her melted (laughs) fat. (laughs) The foot actually became the only way her son would later identify her. How did he identify her by the foot? He jerked off on her. I was going to say, what what kind of weird-ass, kinky, fucked up family is this? Okay, imagine if, Jordan, you burned alive. And you had your Jordans on or whatever. We'd probably know it's you, right? Yeah. We recognize your foot. We know your foot. And probably the ingrown toenails on there. We yeah. know it's you. I don't have any ingrowns. <laughs> hey, this is not a mystery either, Cody. She was eating sleeping pills and smoking cigarettes in her <laughs> yeah. overstuffed lazy chair. I, I feel on, like we're... this one makes sense. Hold on. We're not done yet. We're still researching here. This is like the uh, whatever concert where the acoustic foam caught fire and killed 100 people. That's exactly but what she this didn't is. have an acoustic phone in her apartment. Now, acoustic did she? foam. <laughs> foam. She didn't have that in her apartment either. She I had mean, an overstuffed lazy boy. <laughs> What's an acoustic phone? Is that like the two cans with a string? I think acoustic it's that thing they foam. use on the protesters. Foam. Oh, foam. Foam. <laughs> like shaving oh, foam. You fucking cunts. Like this. Foam. Like this. This right here. Yeah. I, I acoustic know. foam. <laughs> The FBI actually got involved with this case, and on July 31st, they released this report concluding... Once the body starts to burn, there's enough fat and other inflammable substances to permit varying amounts of destruction to take place. Sometimes this destruction by burning will proceed to a degree which results in almost complete combustion of the body. They formally believe this to be spontaneous combustion or attributed to preternatural causes due to other case files similar to this one. In the end, they couldn't find any reason for the fire, no outages, no electrical problems, no chance of murder with intent to burn her body, no accelerants of any kind found within her apartment. Someone even theorized perhaps lightning, that perhaps lightning had entered her apartment and started a fire. <laughs> that makes total sense. Jesus. You know, there's always a crazy guy out there, right? I know. It's a real big mystery what could have possibly happened to Mary. The authors of this book asked Richard, her son, to give his opinion of what could have happened to his mother. He told them this. The facts were that my mother was an overweight woman of five foot five, accustomed to taking a nighttime sedative, in this case, secondal, and was a cigarette smoker. After visiting her around 9 p.m., she was dressed in her nightie, sitting in an overstuffed chair Mm. with two fans blowing. (laughs) Her turned-down bed was about three feet away. She had taken two second-out capsules and was smoking. (laughs) In my opinion, my wife concurs. She fell asleep in this chair, and the cigarette (laughs) fell into the corner of the chair and began smoldering. (laughs) 
This draft created by the fans produced a steady and consuming furnace-like fire that almost that ultimately consumed everything. A few chair springs were found beside the skull plate and headbone of my mother. That's it. That's the way it was. Of course, an unusual, to say the least, and spectacular death with an astonishing end. While this theory does make sense, firstly, it is extremely difficult for a cigarette to start a fire on cloth. Secondly, if it had started a fire, to reach temperatures high enough to completely eradicate most of the body would have been very unlikely. They also speculate she may have actually fell asleep in her bed first, then moved to the chair in the middle of the night based on the location they found her house coat in, which was in her bedroom or whatever. I don't I don't trust that at all. I don't <laughs> that means nothing to me. So you're you're with the son and of wife course. and wife. Of course. Yes, the wife, wife did concur. Especially with like this location of the house coat, that means nothing. During the middle of the night, I launch clothes if I'm wearing them. Oh, like, yeah. While and you're I don't sleeping? want them on anymore. No, like I'll wake up at like mm. two in the morning and be mm. like, if I have a shirt on, and I'll be like, fuck that shirt later. Get it on. Yeah. See, I like to get into bed already, already in the clothing. I, you know, that's required for sleeping. So, like, I'm usually, well, you sleep naked, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Why don't so, you just go in naked? Well, sometimes if I uh, like, if say it's I, really cold out, right? Or if I get if I got out of the shower and I had something else to do, and then I was like just laying on my phone. Do you remember when? <sighs> do you remember when he used to tell us that he he would leave the window open all when he was sleeping during winter, and then he'd have icicles off his face and everything. I remember those stories, Jordan. Do you remember telling them? Oh yeah, those are good. <laughs> that has changed since I started working of, outside. See, those stories about as real as uh, this this fire burning story here. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> an extreme theory they like to toss around is the fact that SHC happens more often to depressed people. Could they potentially be willing themselves to set on fire? <laughs> Your hypothalamus is a section of your brain that controls thermal regulation. When it senses your internal temperature becoming too low or too high, it sends signals to your muscles, organs, glands, and nervous system. Hmm. The hypothalamus is also connected to part of your brain that regulates emotions. Shit. So this was like a weird theory I seen on a documentary on YouTube that if your emotions are malfunctioning, maybe that tells your body to overheat. Causing you to start on fire. You gotta start this You're bitch pro- on fire, baby. <laughs> Probably How not. the hell have none of us ever started on fire? The, d- before? the doctor they had on the show said the highest someone's thing ever malfunctioning ever got was 106 degrees, and you'd have to turn your body to 200 degrees just for your fat to start rendering sure. enough to catch on fire. So very unlikely. Otherwise, Jordan would be dead immediately. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Either way, this is one of the weirdest deaths that will probably never have a true resolution. The next incident occurred on January 6, 1980, in a small Welsh mining town called Ebenvale. I think it's Ebenvale. Sure. The veteran police officer John Heimer would be called to investigate an unexplained fire. When he arrived, he would be informed by an officer outside, quote, It was a rather unusual <laughs> death by fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jafar. I don't know how to do a Welsh accent, so that's what I went with. (laughs) He had no idea what he was about to be walking into. John would recall upon entering a home a comforting warmth, Mm. even though the central heating appeared to be off. That's just mama. (laughs) 
but you could certainly tell there had been a fire recently. He was escorted into the living room to see the body. <laughs> this body turned out to be nothing more than a pile of ash and bone. Beside the fire grate, there was a neatly formed pile of ash that trailed onto the carpet. Two leg bones were calcified with two human feet laying prone <laughs> on the end. Well, I don't know why that's so funny. Dude. I don't I don't know either. Just I like really the legs don't know. with feet on them just hanging out. This is how you know it's British here. The ends of his trousers mm. were still intact and the socks were still on the feet. The blackened skull seemed to have rolled away because Racist. of... The- <laughs> because it was a bit further away from the pile of ash. Upon further inspection, the fire seemed to be confined within a small area. There was an armchair nearby with burn marks. There it is. I've solved it. Hold on It's now. always the armchair, oh, Cody. We're not there yet. It's always been the armchair. It'll always <laughs> be the fucking Adam, armchair. we're not at theories yet. Calm down. Remember, he, his body's laying on the ground. Yeah, with his feet still hanging out. <laughs> the armchair... <laughs> So, there was an armchair nearby with burn marks. It's always the armchair. (laughs) Almost as if he had been sitting in it, caught on fire, and got up till finally falling on the ground. (laughs) Less than a meter away was the bed that was completely untouched. The TV set was still working Mm. with only the plastic knobs having been warped a little bit. Oh, they just kind of melted a little, a little like a bit. dolly like, painting. So they just kind of droop. They're more ovals than circles. Yeah. In, in is almost, what I'm envisioning. In almost all these cases, where like you have the pile of ash, um, shit's not burned around, but anything plastic is like melted from high heat. From high heat, gotcha. not on fire, melted. Cool. Plastic is well, not cool. You know, whatever. <laughs> just keep going. No, you can't burn a TV. Fuck no, dude, it's pretty fucking dope. You can't eat TV, man. The spots where the ashes lay on the carpet were only scorched within the area where the body had been presumably laying. Within centimeters of the burnt carpet, it was barely singed. John also recalled feeling as if the room was like a furnace cooling down, casting an orange radiance. Soot was covering the entire room. The plastic lampshades were also melted, and the bulbs were covered in a sticky orange substance. Hmm. See, I got my theory on this now. Go. That sticky orange substance. No, go. Oh. Jordan, tell me your theory yeah, now. Yeah, tell me your theory. They're just dropping code orange on them. It's Agent Orange. <sighs> or Agent Orange. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm buying it. Actually, that's not true at all. Oh. That sticky orange substance turned out to be human fat that had vaporized oh. in the air until oh, finally yeah. settling. logical explanation. <laughs> yeah. Until finally settling Christ. on the lamp bulb. Dude. It's so fucking dude. disgusting. I wonder how high you could get vaping that fat, bro. <laughs> when you vape that fat, bro. Oh, it's just, I don't know why out of this whole thing that, like, imagining the burning fat resting all over your house. Like just, sticking oh, the stuff, so too. gross. You gotta get some goo gone to fucking wipe it oh, away. Oh, sick. Finally, they discovered the man in question was a 73-year-old male widower. They didn't disclose his name, so we'll just call him Rupert Nutters. Yeah, that <laughs> I, sounds I made, about right. I made up that name myself, thank you. Good job. You know everything about British names. <laughs> <laughs> Nutters is actually a real last name. I had to look it up. <laughs> I bet it is. Now, after the investigation was over, they found a piece of human skin on the fire grate. They concluded that Rupert Nutters had fallen headfirst into the fire, struck his head on the grate, died and just lay there burning. This theory has a few holes in it. Yeah. 
Firstly, the ashes within the fire pit itself were completely un undisturbed. Secondly, the burns on the chair point to the fact that he was sitting there mm. when he caught a blaze. Ah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> Unless he started on fire, got up, sat in the chair, watched an episode of Terry and June, and then fell back to the ground and finally died. Now, I actually looked this up. British oh TV shows in the 80s, Terry and June was one of the top ones. There is if one. If my head's on fire, I should probably sit down and finish this episode of Terry and June. I gotta see what happens to June. C uh, Cody, yes. I need you. There is a certain thing I've been watching. Okay. Over at Vance's, it's called Kunk on Britain. <laughs> It's uh, uh, this lady named Philomena Kunk that goes around and does, like, fake history of England, right? It's <laughs> okay. the funniest shit on earth. Is it YouTube, you said? It is. But they talk about a certain show. <laughs> a certain... Please tell me it's this one. It's not. I am trying to fucking remember. Cody, I'm going to send it to you afterwards. Okay. And All you're right. going to put it as the ending music. It's <laughs> okay. the theme song for this British sitcom. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. I, I, like, I looked on Google. There's like 40 of them that happened in the 80s. I'm like, which one sounds funny? Oh, Terry and June. That sounds like a good stand-up show that sounds an old person great. would watch. Definitely. While they're falling into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Several years later, on October 11th, 1991... <laughs> The authors of the book talked to Sergeant Rodway, whom was at the scene before John Hymer. He claimed that day Rupert Nutters was last seen alive around 6 a.m. and his body was discovered by his relatives at 9 a.m. This is Rodway's quote to the authors. I was one of the first two officers to arrive on the scene. That would be at about 9.30. I am immediately struck by what I saw. The images were terrible. All I could say to describe it was that the man died like he was a candle. He was burned from the head down with only the bottom of his legs visible. They were intact. The rest of it was ash. I had never seen anything like it before. <laughs> Basically, stating the exact same thing John Hymer did, it was rumored that the human flesh on the grate was actually from a cow. Hmm. But just like the mysterious death of Mary Reeser, we were left just wondering what the truth might actually hmm. be. Our final story comes from... Oh, that's the end of that one? Yeah. Well, we yeah, gotta we gotta I, go over it quick, don't I, we? I think old uh, Rupert was actually the candlestick from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Lumiere. Yes. And oh, he Jordan, got a little too love, close, okay. and he caught on fire so and it, melted. Was he a candlestick before he caught on fire? Like, he got cursed, turned into a candlestick... When yeah, then I think died, he got turned back into a he... human, but it wasn't a complete reversal of the curse, okay. so he still had a wick sticking out of his if, head. If only your mop ass wasn't there to put him out. <laughs> no, I can solve this. Yeah, if your mop head was there, you could have definitely <laughs> saved true. the day. No, I know what happened. He okay. was Lumiere. Okay. He passed out drunk, started the house on no fire. no mention of alcohol. Who cares? Okay. This is Lumiere now. Okay. He passed out drunk. <laughs> With his arms out, because he's a candlestick. Yeah. Beast found love after he had set the apartment ablaze. So by the time it was burning and Beast found love, he had turned back into a human. And that's how he burned to death. Ah, it was just like perfect yeah, timing. Yes. It. God. All right. We got, I'm going to email the authors and tell them we got this shit figured out here. R.I.P. Lumiere. Our final story comes from Tony McMunn of the Lancat Lancashire. Lancashire. Lancashire Fire Brigade. On March 4th, 1980, around 12.30 p.m., they received a call for, quote, persons reported incident 
or in non-fire brigade jargon, someone trapped in a house fire or fire fatality. So Tony headed to the home of an elderly lady in the city of Chorley. He approached the door when another officer told him, quote, You've got to see this to believe. <laughs> Tony was expecting to see smoke bellowing and a fire blazing, but there was none. He entered the home and saw the remains of the elderly lady. He later said this, The woman was found with part of her body in the fireplace and the lower part on the carpet. The knees and the skull were just calcified remains, in other words, pure ash. From the knees to the feet, the legs were intact. There was no damage by fire to the surrounding area, although there was smoke damage from the upper part of the walls to the ceiling. Witnesses recall seeing smoke and sparks coming from the chimney the previous evening. However, it was roughly 15 hours later until the fire brigade was called. After the investigation, this is what they believed happened. There was a bucket in the room. We presumed that while she was relieving herself, the victim had collapsed into the hearth where there was an open coal fire. When I first saw the phenomenon, I was taken back. I had never seen anything like it before. Neither had the ambulance men nor the police, although like the other fire brigade personnel, I had attended many fatalities involving fires. Even the bones were gone. Yet when you look at nearby objects such as a brushed nylon footstool enclosed to the right of the remains, these were just stained. After the inquiry by the coroner and investigators, they determined that the woman had simply fell, hit her head, and started on fire via the fireplace. The, for Tony, though, after this incident, it would spark his interest into SHC and, and propel him into heavy research himself. Is Tony still alive, by chance? Um, I probably. All right. That's awesome. I love you, Tony. I'm <laughs> glad you dedicated your life to this. I mean, what do you think he would see to change his entire his entire career path to want to study this? He had to see something see real. something weird, right? He had to see something very strange. I feel like to us, a lot of these stories, these are some of the... I could... We could literally be here for like eight hours talking about every single story. Yeah. These are some of them that just have the most information attached sure. with them outside of... Hey, there's a burnt body over there. Sure. But, uh... It's a charred up body over yeah. there, dude. <laughs> but, I mean... When Shit's it, fucking crazy. Check it out. I mean, if you've never seen one, you should okay, go Okay, if you walk into a house and you see nothing but, like, two feet in a pile of ash, that's gotta be insane to see that shit. I'm just turning around. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably take a picture <laughs> I ain't got time for this gram. shit right now. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, a fire! <laughs> My men my mental health is more important than whatever is happening right here. <laughs> now it's time to determine what could cause someone to spontaneously combust or preternaturally combust. One very vital part of information that seems to be re a recurring theme with all possible SHC cases is the witness's mention of a blue flame either penetrating through the body or outside of the body. <laughs> While sometimes the color of the flame can determine the temperature of the flame, these are generally red, orange, and white. Blue flames or violet flames get their color often from chemicals burning within the flame and having what is called complete combustion. Wow. Complete combustion is when the flame has plenty of oxygen and enough energy to excite and ionize the gas molecules within the flame. Estimated temperature for yellow flames is 1,832 degrees freedom units. <laughs> Estimated temp for a blue flame is 3,596 degrees Shit. Fahrenheit. 
So you can see if if someone is starting on fire and they're a blue flame. That is a that very is a fucking hot yeah. fire. So well, I also know like propane causes blue flames and it obviously probably doesn't get up to 3,600 freedom units. So Prob- probably not. I have a theory that maybe these people were just uh, real full of gas. Yeah. They were, that is they the- were like, you know what? I'm going to light my fart on fire because that shit's funny. And then it just <laughs> shot up into their you, balls. You have and done that, haven't you? You have done that, haven't I have you? definitely tried. Oh, yeah. Every, every normal person has. I okay. mean, I'm, who hasn't seen uh, oh, the Beavis and Butthead movie? <clears throat> do America? Yes, do America. I only remember when he's like tripping in the desert. That's one part I always remember. It's fucking funny. Anyway, so one theory that the the combustion community likes to harness on is what they call the wick theory. Now, what this is in their tests is essentially they take a piece of meat, wrap it in cloth, start it on fire. Mm-hmm. When the fat melts, it soaks into the cloth, which then keeps everything burning as gotcha. one. So think of yourself as burning, your fat is melting into your clothing and keeping your whole body incinerating, right? Gotcha. It's a proper accelerant. That's crazy. Yeah. A self-contained fire right. unit. Right. I mean, it's kind of the same premise, I guess, as a cigarette almost, right? Sure. Yeah, kind of, but uh, it kind of makes sense. But yeah. I don't know if they can actually prove 100% this is like, I don't know if there's volunteers who are like, hey, just light me on fire. Let's sure. see if this shit works. So we'll go on to our first theory on spontaneous human combustion. Let's go. Possible chemical reactions that could occur within the human body. Spontaneous combustion occurs in flammable elements such as coal, oil, and hay without a source of outside ignition. It generally results from oxidation when the oxygen in the air combines with the reactive surface particles. It often starts off as a slow smolder until it gets hot enough to spawn a flame. Wow, so it's all rust-related. Yep. Well, see, the crazy thing with hay is if hay gets wet and you don't dry it out, that actually causes it to start on fire. Wow. Now, we have a quote from plant master Christopher Perriton, and he recalls this story. Once I had a splendid fire in a chemical store (laughs) through the spontaneous combustion of linseed oil smoked rags. Soaked. Linseed oil soaked rags. These had been used to treat bench tops and then dumped in a heap inside a cupboard. Fortunately, there was a student dance that night. So the fire was detected before it had spread. I feel like... I am the plant master. (laughs) Uh, What's the bad guy from Batman? Poison Ivy. I think this might be her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I feel like if you're a botanist at a school, maybe you should be making sure shit doesn't catch on fire. Just the thoughts, sir. Yeah, fix the linseed oil rags. Get them out of there. (laughs) See it? Took me a minute to realize that plant master meant like botanist. botanist. I didn't want to put botanist. I like plant yeah, that master. That makes me think of like, oh, a refinery manager. Yeah, like a, a Victorian era. <laughs> well, yeah. he might be. Yeah, know. fuck, I'm into it. <laughs> what we are speculating here is that the human body could potentially produce a mixture of certain chemicals, incidentally, that could cause an ignition within the body. One of those gases being methane. Mm which results through anaerobic bacterial decomposition of vegetable matter. In swampy areas, they call it marsh, marsh gas, and coal miners call it fire damp. 
Another possible gas is phosphine, which occurs from the rotting process of organic matter. Phosphine ignites spontaneously when it contacts air. In graveyards, this chemical reaction is sometimes called will-o'-the-wisp. Will-o'-the-wisp. I thought that was so cool. Will-o'-the-wisp. That's, uh, uh, that's insane. Yeah. So why, okay, that's okay. That's SHC. Mm-hmm. Rotting organic matter. You have, we're like, alive. They're speculating that maybe in extreme circumstances, someone has something wrong, like and your your goot, your goot, your yeah. you know goods mixed together, and then just you just go up in flames. Mm-hmm. I guess makes sense. There is a story of a young woman who had her clothes burst into flames at college. Retired industrial chemist Cecilia Jones speculated Cecil. this. It's definitely Cecil. <laughs> Cecil Jones. Cecile Jones. <laughs> Cecile Jones. God. Sorry, Cecile. <laughs> Cecil. Cecile. Cecil. You're Cecil such the an idiot. Cecil the Clown. Anyway. God, I want to hit you. <laughs> it is possible that the victim had passed wind containing phosphine. The mixture would be confined by her clothing, but would rise up her back. This is hot. Partially igniting in the restricted amounts of air available. Hell yeah. Given the initial sense of heat, <laughs> then escaping at her shoulders oh. and bursting into flames. Oh, that fart's just pooting out her back now. With the phosphorescent glow seen between. <sighs> the bumbles. No, seen by. With the phosphorescent glow seen by the two witnesses. This would account for the extensive burns to the back and buttocks, uh, as I like to call it, the slappy areas, <laughs> but nothing to the front of the body or legs. So the front bunt is fine. So is this actually why girls don't fart right here? I think here? so. Probably. They're too scared they're going to burn their back and buttocks. From they always uh, catch on fire, and only their legs are left. <laughs> Careful when you're farting out there, ladies. Could it be possible that either the chemicals, acids, bacteria within our body could cause spontaneous combustion? No. Maybe the foods we ingest let off certain chemicals no. that could cause a reaction in certain cases. Listen, no. The food I've eaten in the last 24 hours left, they cause some kind of reaction. <laughs> it's definitely a chemical reaction, yes. But right. not a fiery one. Now we're going to get a little, we got to expand our brains here. We're going to go really deep into the, the theories here, okay? Let's go. This moves us on to our next theory. Could humans potentially become overcharged by electricity without knowing it? I'm going to say no, because usually that means you die. (laughs) Hold on now. Most of us have experienced shocks or how it feels when you rub your hand over a TV set that has just turned off. What is this, 1999? (laughs) Who's got a fucking CRT that they're rubbing their hand over anymore? Cody's family. Yes, that's all I have. Leave me alone. Maybe certain people are able to store higher levels of electricity within their body. Maybe. Such as Jacqueline Priestman of Stockport, Cheshire. Whenever Jacqueline would walk by a TV set, it would change channels. Several electronic appliances would burn out for no reason upon her interacting with them. Sometimes if she plugged an appliance into an outlet, sparks would fly out. (laughs) She had burnt out so many vacuum cleaners, they refused to keep (laughs) servicing them. No normal doctor could explain what was happening to Jacqueline until she met Dr. Michael Shallis. Dr. Shallis was a professor at Oxford. He was an expert on sparks. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God. 
He's hey, an expert on sparks. Oxford's got it covered, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they got an expert for everything. Who recently began to study electrical currents within the human body. Hey, I got a buddy. I got a buddy that knows everything about sparks. <laughs> Let me get my <laughs> sparks expert, and he got to fly him over here. <laughs> Let me give him a call. I'm Rick Hansen. I run a pawn shop in Las Vegas. You never Ooh, know. you're trying to bring in some sparks. Let me. I, I know a guy that's an expert on that. Let me call him up. Dr. Shalis, can you fly over here and take a look at this spark bomber? I, I can only do $5 for your 1200 bucks worth of sparks. It's what Dr. Shalis said. He speculated that she was able to store a certain amount of electricity within her body and emit small lightning bolts that could destroy electronic this devices. This is bullshit. This is no, a, this she's is a real not an story. X-Men. This is a real she story. She is not an X-Men. This is a real documented story. Eventually, Jacqueline seemed to find herself a cure, which was to eat large amounts of green vegetables. Well, how the fuck did... Mm. Continue. I'm sorry you don't have special powers besides a failing liver. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what they are speculating here is while we know humans have a normal electrical current, but we are able to discharge it naturally, some may store high amounts of electricity, and it could essentially cause them to, quote, ignite because high amounts of electricity generate heat. What All do you right. think about this? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm giving no credence to this. It's at fun. All. It's fun though. This is a lot of. This is this great. Is fun. Oh, you're shooting lightning bolts here. <laughs> Try some spinach, dude. They, the fuck. I wanted to put this in here, but I was trying to like, not go too crazy with this. There was a lady. They were studying studying in Italy. They were studying her. <laughs> in Italy, and when she was sleeping in like the deepest stages of sleep, her body would like start illuminating blue. This, I swear to God, this was in there. And there was something with a chemical reaction in her body. Or, uh, it was insane. Really? It was cool She turned into shit. a Navi from... She turned into that blue guy Avatar. from uh, Watchmen. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Blue penis, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going to say that story is probably fake. I don't... I, yeah, I'm going to say most of these are. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I came in here thinking maybe this could actually be a thing. Well, let's save all our theories to the very end. Uh, right. I mean, if there, if we, this is going to... I think we know where you stand. Let's wait for our reaction here. If this is going down the path, I already know it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, this in turn speculates because the elderly cannot move nearly as much or do not leave their homes that much. Maybe they are not discharging the electricity like normal people do, causing them to ignite themselves. <laughs> I'm fine with this. <laughs> Next theory in the case of SHC is lightning strikes or storms. We know lightning strikes certain objects and sends its electrical force surging through it, such as the tale of a young man who is talking on the phone when he sees a bright flash in the distance. What he didn't know is that the lightning had struck the telephone line, causing the telephone to explode in his hands. While he certainly didn't die, he was left with burns and a few missing digits. There's another tale of a lightning striking a power line outside of a home and followed the lines leading inside. Because it could not ground itself, the home exploded in flames. Fuck. Dope. It, there's an estimated 1,400,000,000 lightning strikes every year, roughly 40 to 50 a second, but only about 20% of those actually strike the ground. That's still a lot. It is. Yeah. They estimate this could be up to... 24,000 lightning-related deaths and 
thousand lightning related injuries. Yes. But that's a like a, that's like a very generous. I was gonna say that seems a bit the, excessive. The normal one I seen was about six thousand. Sure, it roughly. Yeah, that's reasonable. And if you're wondering, Texas, Florida, number one for lightning strikes. And Central Africa, number one lightning strikes deaths in the world. Wow. So avoid those if you don't want to get struck wow. by lightning. <laughs> wow. That's fucking nuts. The author of this book in particular claims most lightning-based deaths are not from a direct strike, but rather from being near a lightning strike, causing it to arc onto them and mm. hit them. This is known to be true due to the amount of animals that get killed from lightning there's a true story of 323 reindeer being killed <laughs> during one storm. That is, they had pictures. I, of that I shit. actually did read that story. The, I was like, this is fucking awesome. So appar- apparently, animals when it's storming, they herd together. Yep. And that's when oh, gets fuck. Them on. and it just jumped from every single yeah, one. Of- just roasted them all. Oh, that's nuts. This is a story of Joshua White who is camping at Mount Whitney in California. On August 14th, we made camp in an approach area for the summit called Guitar Lake. <laughs> Killer, bro. We got there in the afternoon and came up against a storm. There was a lot of rain and hailstones. We had hiked a considerable amount that day, and we were pretty shattered, but we didn't think we were going to be in a lot of danger. You know, get pitted, bro. Then out of nowhere came the brightest light we would have, had ever seen and the loudest noise. We were all thrown around the tent, and it was all over very quickly. We had no idea what had happened at first, but quickly realized we had all been struck by lightning. (laughs) Dude, it was fucking tubular. It was extremely painful on top of being tubular, but every nerve ending was hurting, and I thought I was on fire. I thought I was going to die. We were all hysterical and shouting for each other to help. I was trying to rip my clothes off while the other two were trying to do the same fucking orgy, bro. The whole tent was filled with smoke. Well, smoke was also coming out of our mouths. Fuck. We were, to pardon the pun, because I'm a real fucking funny guy, in shock afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That guy seemed to like him. To enjoy getting struck by lightning, apparently. That East Coast, West Coast <laughs> beach bum. Yeah. Whatever was going I on I like there. that. I was digging Me it. Me too. <laughs> Basically, what the author is speculating is perhaps the same manner a lightning storm forms due to positive and negatively charged ions. Maybe this has an inverse effect on human beings. Like if a person is charged themselves, maybe the atmosphere conditions would cause them to ignite. Or is it possible... <laughs> We could potentially create mini lightning strikes within Uh, our body. (laughs) That's what pop rocks are for. Uh, While this seems like a fun theory, it is probably one of the least likely. Jesus. I mean, at that point, you're going going down a path of like, uh, our body is a universe unto itself, man. There's weather patterns within (laughs) us, man. It's like, fuck off. Well, I think it's more stating like, okay, so what creates a lightning bolt, right? Maybe your body can turn into that. Yeah, I, I can I turn don't know. into it's a stupid. positively charged ion, I guess. <laughs> Which, I mean, we are anyway, right? Right. Next up is ball lightning. Yeah. Which is an unknown electrical phenomenon. From my nuts. <laughs> Which is basically a ball of electrical discharge that hovers in the atmosphere until it finally explodes. Witnesses often refer to ball lightning as looking like a luminous orb just traveling through the air. 
This phenomenon isn't generally accepted by the scientific community despite the countless witnesses whom have reported it. Ball lightning has been reported to be as small as a pea. What? Most witnesses who report ball lightning seem to see it in confined spaces such as closets, cupboards, airplane what? cabins, etc. Now, I was reading deeper on this because I think the book is made in the 90s. Now what they think ball lightning is, is like, okay, lightning strikes and that a piece of the lightning gets caught in like a plasma field or some shit and it hovers in the air. So this is a real thing. Okay. But they don't know if what I'm about to say is part of it. Let's hear it. So what the author speculates is why couldn't ball lightning form inside the cavity of a human, which could ignite burning from the inside out because of the wick effect. Burning the fat from the inside out could keep your body burning. What do you think, Adam? <laughs> Cody, come on. You I know, know what I think. I know. You I know, know what the fuck I think. I know. This it's, is ridiculous. It's just fun. I love it, but it's ridiculous. Okay, let's get a few more silly ones in here. Hell yeah. The last few theories include UFOs. Yes. Goddamn right. Possibly a botched abduction. Oh, thank God you went with abduction. I was worried (laughs) where you were going with that. No, just a botched abduction. Okay. Maybe they are systematically burning us alive for no apparent reason. Hey. While we love UFOs, perhaps it's best just to leave them out of this one. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Out of everything you've said, that's the most logical (laughs) explanation. I'll say this. this. When I was reading through the book, you know, you're reading it, it's like cool, and they won't quit mentioning fucking UFOs throughout the whole book. And I'm like, stop, please, stop. I love UFOs, but stop. Yeah. All right. They're not eradicating the elderly people. No. And women. The author does also mention Kudalini, which in Hinduism is the belief that pussy. close that humans have untapped reservoirs of energy that lies within the astral body Mm. this is represented as a coiled up serpent that sits at the base of the etheric spine they actually have a tale of an asian man i watched it he can like make himself shock people and they had a little video of him starting a piece of paper on fire with his bare hands this is pretty rad. Anyway. It's not are, real. Those are crisis actors. <laughs> That's a street magician. Anyway, they're basically just saying maybe Secret if people have this. Asian man. If people have this weird energy thing in them and they don't know how to what to use it, it's just catching them on fire. Cause sure. So they're but X-Men. That's probably stupid, yeah. And they can't channel their X-Men powers, so they blow up instead. Now, the la- very, very last one, which is kind of going to relate into a different one we talked about, was from an, uh, an opposing author that I heard. He calls it the Hiroshima effect. So what he's saying is effectively like the chemicals that we talked about originally. They ignite so fast and so rapidly, it just vaporizes your whole body. Okay. That's what he's speculating. Okay. So he's going back to the internal chemicals thing. They erupt so fast and so violently it just roasts your whole body flashes you away basically yeah basically like if you were to get hit by a large bomb essentially so like them boys at hiroshima and nagasaki right yeah so anyway yeah that concludes our what i got to say about spontaneous human combustion um i'm gonna go first with what i I feel about it cody let's hear what you think like we said when i was a young young lad I was terrified of it. I was terrified of starting on fire and burning alive. Who wouldn't be? But when I got through with all this research, I've really came to be like, you know what? All these stories, there's like a fragment, a fragment of possibility where the fire could have started. Yeah. 
The only thing that I think is weird is how the fire got hot enough to incinerate bones. That's the one thing I can't get over. But they, in most of the stories I read, there's at least like where a fire could have potentially started from in an sure. extreme coincidence. But it, but the only thing that's weird to me is how the bones are getting turned to ash. That's true. Cause so there's rapidly. A, there's a lot of murderers that definitely yeah. try that yeah. and don't succeed. No. I've listened to enough true crime stories. When you try to burn a body, it just looks like a toasted marshmallow. Yep. So how, how do you feel about it, Adam? Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> I knew it was from the beginning. I really was hoping... That it wasn't just because I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it, really. I've, mm-hmm. I've always heard the phrase spontaneous combustion. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's bullshit. Yeah, so th- I'm glad. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Jordan, hit us. It is definitely aliens. Okay. All UFOs. Right. I think they're coming down. Why and... are they killing old people, though? I don't Botched know. abortions okay, all over the place. Abduction, sir. Abduction. No, like they're just rolling up and blasting you with their phaser and it gets everything but your feet. And also, if they're just killing old people, thank you because I went to the grocery whoa, store this whoa. morning. No, no, no. Those are Adam's friends. I, yep. went, I went to the grocery store this morning and you would not believe how long it took me to try and navigate around people in the grocery store. First section. off, you fucked up because it's New Year's Eve weekend. Everybody's buying supplies for their New Year's Eve party, so that's your fault. And it's Saturday morning. Right. Don't go to the fucking grocery store on Saturday morning. Go on Thursday afternoon. Hey, you want to know the best time? I'm working on Thursday afternoon. The best time to go when you live in Minnesota is during the Vikings game. Nobody is in that fucking grocery store. You have that bitch wide open to yourself. So, anyway. Oh, halftime. Don't go at halftime. Because no, the no. hot food bar is off the <laughs> chain. It's pumped. It's pumped up in there, boys. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, that's the tale of spontaneous human combustion. I actually had a lot of fun doing this one. Me too. I really like doing fun episodes. Boys, fun of, We verdict. can laugh. Yeah, we can just laugh. So. Fun verdict. Right. I say fun. Jordan. Fun. fun. Very fun. Beautiful. Not people burning alive, but it's fun. Yeah, no, that story's that's fun. pretty fun, Cody. <laughs> it was pretty goddamn funny. And some I, of the ways. And those I told burn. Adam how uncomfortable I felt googling how to burn a human body for research. God. I didn't feel great about it, but no. I did it for yeah. you guys. See, guys. You, you had to throw that for research in there. Otherwise, if you had just googled how to burn a human body. You would have been yeah. on some watch list. Yeah. No, it's good that you typed for research afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't type for research. I'm just uh, letting our audience know for research. Yeah, you missed the joke, but that is fine. Oh, okay. Uh, you know those go over my head. And uh, with all the jokes and shit out of the way, we're going to start wrapping it up here, boys. Uh, first and foremost, I want you all to email me. This week, I want to hear about believable cases of spontaneous mm. combustion. Mm. So send those into the email at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and on Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. Instagram, of course, being our main focus. Uh, now it's time for the most important part of the show, mm. at least if you ask Cody. Mm-hmm. And that My is favorite. iTunes review. We finally hit a plateau. 50... Reviews. We're at 50? 50 reviews. Beautiful. Fucking awesome. I don't know if I'd call that a plateau. No, that's a milestone. Okay, yeah. Plateau means we're done. Okay. No, we're not done. Yeah, you're right. Milestone. Good call. (laughs) They they finally heeded my warning. We certainly hit the ceiling. Now we just just need 50 more from you guys. Thank you. Just deliver them. That's right. 
We we didn't do them last week, but we have three written's. Beautiful. Um, we'll start from I think it's Kenchi Twenty. Kenchi Twenty. One of the best named podcasts out there. Yeah. Not only is the name alone awesome, but these guys are hilarious. The stories wow. are interesting, yet they put a funny spin on them that keep you wanting more. Stay awesome, strange talk podcast. Actually, listen to that guy's pretty good. Cool. Check strange talk. Thank Hell you. Hell yeah. This is from Sasha Ray accents with a little heart emoji. Oh no. <laughs> Really enjoy the content. The stories are well researched and delivered, but my favorite part is the accent. Oh, no. Yes. Thank you, Sasha Ray. Now, next one Merciless Moose. Mid- <laughs> Midwestern accents are intrinsically hilarious, but can get grating after five minutes yeah. and physically painful after 10. Yeah. In spite of this, the fact that the host can sustain my interest for a full hour Holy shit. and have me coming back for more is a testament to the entertaining banter between the three and the time they invest to research the stories they share. Wow. Thank you. Hell yeah, dude. These are our favorite. An insult before compliment. I love that. He's yeah. right, though. He's I right. Think, oh, absolutely. Right. I love it, though. You like, know? This the, guy hits us. This guy knows us. The, or like, lady. Or lady. Either or. This human being yeah. gets us. This non-incinerated human being gets us. <laughs> <laughs> we are the burnt and unburnt. That's how we're referring to ourselves from now on. So these are our, those are our three, huh? That, that makes three. 50. Right. That's glorious. 50 more. Let's go. Glorious. I'm glad you all heeded my warning. He did, too. What was your warning? I don't know. I think I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, think don't I threatened. I think you just made it up. Did you no, threaten them? No, like two weeks ago, I think I threatened people to get That's us to 50. Right. That's right. And then oh. we said, don't threaten them. Last thing, Jordan didn't set on fire. So that's good. Ha, so the alcohol. I think the candle is out. Yeah, so. I think the candle is broken. That's yeah. what I think. It's too much wax in so there. So we'll try again next week with a better candle. <laughs> yes. That's uh, we're just gonna, made out of We're just going to start a fire underneath his chair <laughs> yeah. and see if anything happens. <laughs> well, joke's on you guys. I'll bring a bottle of fucking <laughs> bourbon and then I'll blow the fuck up. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it's not even going to be a burn. All right, like, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're all, we all had a lot of fun. And now we're going to have some fun elsewhere. Mm. So thank you very much. Uh, have a good week. And unless it's Tuesday. See ya. I'm going to kiss you all. <laughs> Grammar periscopes can be sneaky. Right. Gonna take mine. Right. That's not my friend. If you air like me at nighttime, you still shine. Hold up the weight. Yeah. Cause I'm hardly great. I masticate slinging late. Right. When you regulate, regulate. squash the base, never let it marinate. Yeah. What I own, I make.